Welcome back to Ideas Don't Bleed, a comics podcast presented by Ashcan Press and featuring Matthew Rosenberg and the Supple Boys, Ethan S. Parker, and Griffin Sheridan. This is part two of our discussion with Ryan Stegman. We hope you enjoy. But yeah, we should take some questions. I should say that our little podcast, is this a podcast? Like, I don't know. This is the live stream edition of the podcast. It will eventually turn into an episode of the podcast. It'll be an audio podcast. Mm -hmm. Well, it's sponsored by our good friends at Third Eye Comics. Ooh. That we love very much. Third Eye Thank Comics. Thank you, Third Eye. And because in their sponsorship, uh, we're going to pick some audience questions. And if we pick your question at random mm-hmm. as the question of the week, uh, Third Eye is going to send you a little present. That's, That's super exciting. Yeah. And if you're in the uh, Maryland, Delaware, Virginia area, you should go to Third Eye Comics and buy some stuff. It's one of my favorite comic shops. But if you're not in the area, you can go to their website and buy stuff. I think Are we have, eligible? Uh, if you for have the, internet access. Oh, for the prize. I thought you were yeah. asking if you were if eligible we, to go we, to a website. We, no, if, I, we, if we have like a really banger question for Ryan Stegman, can we get the prize? Yeah. yeah. I, um, ha- I can tell you that... Uh, uh, Third Eye is fulfilling all of our Substack stuff too. It's true. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Wonderful folks. And they're wonderful folks. And I believe they have a, uh, an exclusive cover for Vanish. I believe. I think I saw that. Mm-hmm. I, might be wrong. Might be wrong. It feels like everyone has an exclusive cover for Vanish. Everyone has an exclusive cover for Vanish. I got one. Uh, it's 500 yeah, copies. Why not? They're just in my house. I was like, these look cool. I drew it. You have to go to Matthew Rosenberg's house and ask him personally for his copy of Vanish. <laughs> Maybe and some kids will get them on Halloween. I do, oh, give yeah. out, I do give out all the comics I read on Halloween, so some kid is going to get this issue of Vanish for Halloween. Do you really do that? I love that. Yeah, I, I don't like having single issues anymore. I'm like, I'm over That's it. I don't, I don't need them. It's, I like... I live in this, so like I don't need. Yeah. This is the cleanest part of my house that I could show on a live. <laughs> so like that'll give you a sense. So yeah, I give out all the comics on Halloween. And um, last year, I was giving out comics, and a guy dressed like Nova showed up mm-hmm. and went through the box. And I had a bunch of like variant covers that just like I got. I don't mm-hmm. buy them because of variants. I just had them. And he pulled out every variant cover and was like putting them aside. And then he was like, "Oh, it's for my other kid." And then he kept mm-hmm. adding kids that he had. And mm-hmm. he was like, you'll see him later. He's just like uh, Miles Morales or whatever. And he took all of, he took a big stack. And I was like, that's cool, man. Good for you. Wild. It was Wild. great. I actually really loved it. <laughs> it was just like Nova. I mean, that, that that's the way yeah, I, sure. I love Nova. So sure. Much. Ryan, you ever that's tried Nova? Uh, no. Like the Next character? question. You know the character? <laughs> ever character Nova? No. None of no, them? He's not in Don't think so. It's done quick and easy. All right, how about this? How about this for a question? By the way, that you was know. the question of the week. Ryan, have you ever drawn Nova? <laughs> <laughs> how about uh, a question from Matthew Amuso? Uh, apologies if I mispronounce any of these names, of course. Um, what is your favorite pizza topping or toppings, and how do you feel topping preferences relate to an artist's style and skills? Thank you for your time. That's a great question. It is a great question. Matthew... 
uh, used to work with me and Tyler at a, at a comic shop, and me and Tyler worked at a comic shop together, and he was Tyler Boss's uh, roommate. So thanks mm. for thanks for sending in that question. What is my favorite pizza topping? So I guess it's a question for Ryan, mm-hmm. not for me, really. I'm going to answer it after Ryan. I want you to answer first. Fuck. Um, I think you drew this Nova, Ryan. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> damn. Holy shit. Ideas is, don't bleed exclusive. Ryan this, did draw Nova. <laughs> we got to we didn't say this before. This is a this is a gotcha type interview. We're it's got your signature on it, but it's also got another signature on it. So who knows? Oh yeah, this What's... is a five minute sketch that somebody got colored by Edgar Delgado. Delgado. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. So, so not got caught got caught lying on stream. All right. What's Matthew's question? What is my favorite pizza topping, and what what is your favorite pizza? What topping? is what is your favorite pizza topping or toppings? And how do you feel topping preference relates to an artist's style and skills? Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to go first. Uh, my favorite pizza topping, you know, like there are some unusual ones I like. There's a pizza place that I used to like um, in the village in New York called West Village Pizza that had a Cajun chicken pizza. That was my favorite pizza in all of New York. Uh, they went out of business. And I've been obsessed with thinking that the guy who created that recipe is going to pop up at another pizza place and make that pizza again, and I'll find it somehow. <laughs> That's not how the world works, but uh, I think about it a lot. But in just like a slice of pizza you can get at most pizza places, I go with buffalo chicken. Mm, buffalo okay. chicken is is okay. like my go-to. Um, and how do I think it relates to an artist's style? I don't think there's any relationship at all. <laughs> I don't, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't. You don't I think don't there are like, just like Buffalo chicken people out there and, and, you know, well, so I less want, about their like, skills. What kind of person does that make them? And then from you know, there, what kind of yeah, artist does I'm, that make them? Like I'm a writer. That's a form of artist. If you're being technical. Yes. Um, yes. Am I a Buffalo chicken person? <sighs> kind of, so. kind of, maybe kind of, maybe kind of. Is it possible okay. that any artists are fueled by particular ingredients like Popeye's spinach? Ryan, is there something that you, when you take it, you go like you eat it and then you go, I'm an artist and I feel like I'm about to. Ryan is work. just full, just like creatine, like pre workout. Like, that's you know, true. he's sitting there creatine, like, just itching. Protein mm-hmm. powder. That's mm-hmm. what I put on my pizza too. Protein powder? <laughs> and creatine. No. HGH. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, my, my favorite, I eat pizza lately that is, I put green pepper, onion, yellow pepper, and mm-hmm. sausage on it. And it's are you, fucking are you, making, are you making this pizza? No, that's just what, where I, what I uh, get everywhere I go. Everywhere you I, go? Yeah, everywhere, even if they don't have pizza. Fuck. Uh, I mean, like, I don't feel like you can walk in a New York pizza shop and just get that. I don't think that's... Yeah, I don't, I don't eat, I don't live in New York, Matthew. You've been there. You're going to be here in a week. Yeah, I'm not going to eat pizza there. That's true. What are you going to get? Yes, you are. It's going to be two we're in the morning. We're not going to get pizza? No. We're getting, pe- we're getting pizza next week. Fine, maybe. All right, fine. I'll take yes. a pepperoni. Pepperoni? Jesus. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. Guys, you guys, are, you guys have to answer, too. I feel like that's only fair. Um, but make it quick. This for ham. Ham? Ham ham and green pepper yeah and banana pepper 
That's so dis- you're disgusting. Like Canadian. Is it okay? Is is it okay if I say mushroom? Is, is somebody gonna? No, that's pretty gross. That's not good. Okay. These are not good answers. I wish I had an Mushroom is gross. Sorry. I mushroom like mushrooms. Sorry. I like mushrooms. What do you mean, Ryan? You just said like almost the exact same thing I said. I just chose a different. Form. I know, but ham is gross. I don't like the Why? atmosphere of this question. I feel like this question yeah, opened you know up some sort of nasty energy. All right, move on. I'll be yeah, honest. The, the, I was making pizza at my mom's house recently. Visited my mom. Thought, I, let's make pizza together, mom. And I made a, um, I made a white pie. You got some ricotta on there, and mm. then I got some chorizo. It's really mm. good. Really good combination. That I don't think you can get in a pizza place, but it's really good. The spiciness with the ricotta, really good. Listen. All right. Ryan Michael, good friend of ours from the KLC stream, oh, says nothing hey. can beat a two slices and a Coke from Two Bros after a long day at New York City Comic Con. Two Bros Pizza. Mm. Two, two Bros is good. Two Bros is good. I think if you're in the neighborhood of, of the Javits Center, uh, my spot in that neighborhood is uh, 40th and 8th, Kiss My Slice. That's the best spot. It's if you <laughs> if you're going from the Javits Center to Midtown Comics, it's on the block of Midtown Comics. Um, and their Buffalo Chicken, best in the city. Okay. okay we're going don't new york people say that about every place yeah people always ask for like people always ask for like what's the best pizza and i'm like they're all kind of the same like don't go to dollar slice places that's not okay good. what's the i'm gonna show up in new york city i'm gonna ask you what's the best pizza from here no you're gonna show up and be like, where's, where's little Caesar's? i really like that <laughs> what's what what's the closest pizza to here is what i'm asking yeah yeah i mean you're gonna be the javits center so you're gonna be getting javits center pizza <laughs> Matthew, you can fire oh, that. I think you should get a prize for the best joke on the stream. <laughs> Thanks, Ethan. You know what? This is yeah. why. This is why there's two of us. We gotta. You gotta yeah, support each other. We gotta hold each other up. How many gummies mm-hmm. deep is Ethan? Oh no! New question of the week. That's the question of the week. It would be if Ryan wasn't always asking that on his own screen. He wins the prize every week. Third Eye just sends him a little package every week for asking that. That's right. How's this for question? a question? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, from, uh, from Dallas. Wasn't sure how to send in the segment question, so just putting it here. Ryan was a good artist before Venom, but he took things to the superstar level. What did he do to take his art to the next level? Ryan, what sort of performance-enhancing drugs have you taken to do Vanish? Um, so I do for Vanish or for, for Venom? Venom. As Venom. Well, you... Uh, it, it was good before Venom, I guess, and then and then went to superstar level. I assume they're they're thinking yes with Venom. Um, the I think that it was that I finally uh, gave in to my destiny of working with an inker. Mm. Um, prior to that, I kept tr- inking myself, and I would change my style every five minutes. There's something about it that I was just like finicky about it, and uh, finally, when I committed to having an inker, um, I gave up the that aspect of my work where I, I i was doubting it constantly and i just kind of knew what to do and then also once i saw what jp was doing and it was exactly what i wanted because i mean i'd mm-hmm. worked with inkers before and it, you know there are plenty that did great jobs um but something about what jp did really like spoke to the way that i wanted my stuff to look and so i never felt like i've never since i started working with him i've never felt like i need to uh, ink myself anymore mm-hmm. i just know that he's going to do it and i know how to draw well and so uh i was able to just kind of like zone like hone in on exactly what i do well and really you know kill it do you miss mm-hmm. do you miss inking 
No, I mean, every once in a while I'll ink a cover or, you know, whatever. But no, I don't. I, I, I still, like, it It requires a patience that I don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I could do, you know, if I if one day I became a guy that did, like, one cover a week, you know, like, I don't know how, how long an Arthur Adams cover takes him. But, you know, he seems to really enjoy doing all the knick-knacky stuff but i i feel like i want to get story pages out there and i want to get mm-hmm. comic books out there so i feel very like boxed in when it, when when it's taking me forever to do something so um every pretty much every time i do ink a cover about halfway through i'm like why did i do this jp would do this better than i'm doing it do you, like, does it feel weird though to like sort of lose that like you were a uh finishing things and now you're a step a step in a process does that feel weird no i I think that if you see my pencils my pencils are very tight so um i just don't know how to translate that into ink um without doing the tight pencils then inking on top of that and that just seems like a slog so uh i do enjoy i'll i enjoy inking like i do the these sketches live on our youtube and um that I enjoy because I can, I feel like I'm drawing with ink, mm-hmm. but when I'm inking on pages, I definitely feel like I'm tracing myself and I don't enjoy that uh, at all. That's interesting. That's interesting. I've never, I've never sort of thought about the idea of going from inking yourself to like not and, and what that means for a person. And it's sort of fascinating because there isn't really a writing equivalent, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it, it is a weird thing, but it definitely, you know, there's no question that I feel like it, it my work got better because mm-hmm. of it. And so, you know. When you go back and look at your older stuff, do you feel like weird about it? Do you not like it? I think some of it's interesting, like I, especially when I would really try something fun and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, I, some of it I look back at and I'm like, like, what was I thinking there? I mean, before before I did Venom, you know, I've talked about this before, but CB, uh, I was like, no, I'm going to ink it myself. And CB flat out, he called me and he's like, listen, we want you to have an inker. And he was just, you know, very straightforward with me. He's like, the editors don't know which version of you they're going to get. Oh, wow. Yeah. If you're inking yourself, because you will change your style in the middle of an issue, which is f- so true. It's crazy. <laughs> It like on like, Uncanny Avengers, I think I had like six different styles. It was nuts, and like one issue, I started doing washes in the middle of the issue. Like it doesn't make any sense. So, are you uh, saying that you weren't really aware that you were doing that? No, I was. I just thought nobody noticed. <laughs> uh, and then, so when he started saying that, I was like, you know, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> I do that. And I don't know why I can't help myself, but um, so, you know, there's just something that maybe it's like a lack of confidence in my inking. I'm not quite sure what it is, but there's something there that seems to tr- turn me into a lunatic and I might as well just do away with it. That's a good answer. That was, that was, uh, so. that was like the good answer of this show. I feel like I don't think we're going to get <laughs> another yeah. answer. Asking. Are we giving, I think that this guy just won. I think it's got to be random. Oh. Yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah. Or maybe you could. That's the, that's the thing. If it's question of the week, is it random or is it the best question? 
feel like it's gotta be random. Feel- uh, it's pretty subjective if it's if it's. The I mean, best. I think we, we all just have let- to unan- We all have to unanimously agree it's the best question of. Well, the- Ryan just picked, but also he only picked on the second question, and we still have yeah, like a couple I, more. Let, right? Let's all agree yes. to have some some patience. Yeah, and uh, and we'll work out the, the the answer by the end. Hit up Griffin another- and Ethan; they're gonna send you something nice. Well. <laughs> Maybe do, you guys have, do you guys have anything nice? Some gummies. No, we don't have anything nice. I don't feel comfortable sending substances some through white, the mail. Some white claw magnums. I don't have any of those currently, but yeah, I can you drank them up. all before the oh show. Oh my god. This anyway. is the stream I got fucked up on? Oh no. It's <laughs> my first one we did. It's my first one. Come on, Our next Griffin. question is from Johnny Perry. I think this is a great question since we have the both of you on here. Question, oh, question of the week? Question of the week, maybe. Potentially, is this, the, is this the pineapple question? No, it's uh, not. The no, but question. you could, you could, we could ask why did nobody pick pineapple pizza? Because he did ask that in the YouTube chat. Oh, because it's fucking gross. Yeah, it's uh, that's why. Yeah, because it's fruit. Yeah. I'm not it's against it. All over the cheese, and it's disgusting. I'm Ethan not doesn't always I was against it, and then I worked at Papa John's for multiple years, and sometimes there's a pineapple pizza lying around. And there's nothing else to eat. And you just eat on the floor go, because okay. nobody wanted it. Are you are you still friends with him? With Papa John? With Papa with, John? With Papa John? I was never friends with Papa John, nor do I condone Papa hey, John. He, here's seems, a question. Nor do I, he seems like he's not doing great. When you ate Papa John's, what was the fastest transition from eating to diarrheaing that you had? <laughs> Papa John. Papa John's, by the way, sponsor of the show. Yeah. Mm. Thank you, Papa John Schnatter. <laughs> I mean, I mean, listen. There like are the guy himself, the not even the. There's a certain hazard that comes with working there. He's um, showing up delivering pizzas to people places, and he's like, "Hey, listen, you get it. You're ordering Papa John's. Can I use your Papa John's, by the way?" And they're like, "Oh, of course. Yeah, no, I get like, it. Yeah, come um, they, hug, they hug you when you come out. You, <laughs> you brave, you brave soul. Do you think that would be a good slogan for them? Is Papa John's delivering diarrhea? No, still, d- diarrhea slogan. delivered. What is the Papa John's slogan? I think that's it. It's better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. It's not. That's that's not true. None of that is true. Yeah. It doesn't have to be true. It has to be a slogan. That's fair. Listen, what's Johnny's other question? Kids don't actually love James. (laughs) That's. I see. You can say anything. You can just say anything. You just say. Yeah, that's an insane thing to say, though. (laughs) Johnny Perry says, "In the event." that I can't make it to the stream, though I'm certainly hoping to. You made it, Johnny. You're here, or at least you were here job. Uh, to make the pineapple question take over the stream for like 10 minutes. I was wondering if Matthew and Ryan could speak, could each speak about what they find to be the most challenging aspects of the collaborative process between artist and writer. How do you go about surmounting the inevitable divides between each creator's vision for what the work will ultimately look like? And I would add to that, how do you find a middle ground between such massive egos that you can create mm-hmm. something worthwhile. Um, I liked your addendum to that. <laughs> uh, the the Ryan, you should go first. Um, I don't know. Donnie and I just have like a. You mind? Yeah, yeah, it just works. That's fine. Um, mm. You know, I've never really had a. I, I think that a, a lot, most of I've said I've said this also. I, I feel like I'm repeating myself sometimes, but uh, I feel like most of the successful writers. Um, are successful because they're good dudes or good women that vibe with other creators. I feel like that's part of the job Mm -hmm. Um, because we're working in in such a speed and in such a medium where 
if they're if you're not gelling with them with the other person um you know it's going to fall apart now the artists as we've said a lot of them don't like to talk so if, if the artist and the writer both don't like to talk then it's going to be a problem i've worked on a project i'll say this i worked on a project where um i did all the pages turned in all the pages as i went never got an email back from the writer and that killed the vibe and i was like well I'm done with that writer forever. Wow. You know, that's never happening again. Um, but I mean, almost every experience that I've had has been fantastic. So is there a scenario like that where there's no communication and it, it, it's not a negative thing? Like, like where you walk away and you're like, yeah, we just kind of cranked it out. Uh, I had one writer that I didn't, uh, I didn't enjoy our first interaction. And then, mm-hmm. so I was glad that I didn't hear from said writer okay. again the entire time. Uh, but no, that I mean you, I every project that I do, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm really enjoying, and it's the best book I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And then when I finish, I look back and I'm like, nah, maybe that wasn't as good as I thought it was <laughs> while I was doing it. But I think that's a good thing because that keeps me excited about it the whole time. But so yes. you know, that's just kind of how I operate. Yeah, I think I think that all makes sense. I do feel like there. I mean, I don't see the, the, whatever Johnny said, insurmountable, uh, or maybe that was you, Ethan, that said that. It was, uh, how do you go about surmounting the inevitable divides? Yeah, I I just don't, uh, I don't know what, I I don't have that. I don't have that. That's not my experience in in Mm -hmm. almost everything. I mean, I have a slightly different, uh, I end up working on a lot of things I mean, it's interesting, especially at like the big two machine, because I think Ryan, in some ways, an artist like Ryan gets to sort of pick and choose what he does to a degree mm-hmm. and who he does it with. And that is not the experience. Uh, was that your, is that not your experience coming up, Ryan, too? Or like, no, that was not my, no, I, I had never said no to anything uh, until I started just before Venom. I said no to a few projects for the first time in my career. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you were just taking what they threw at you. I mean, I definitely was planting the seeds of stuff I wanted to work on. Sure. And they would oblige sometimes, but there were time, you know, there was mostly everything that they offered. I was just like, okay. I mean, I, yeah. I, I pushed back on one or two and then they would convince me to do them. And then I'd be like, why I let them convince me to do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like for me, like coming up and I, I feel like a lot of writers coming up, you're just kind of thrown on a book and then you. Yeah, that's definitely part of the uh, yeah yeah and you just meet your creator your collaborator on it and your artist and your team and and with that i think sometimes you just don't vibe uh and that's fine for a short term like if you're doing what you know donnie and ryan did on venom that would be a true fucking nightmare to just be like we don't really get along but it, you know it's only going to be for five years um, <laughs> it's awful but you know like there's a couple things where i was like oh yeah i don't really see eye to eye with that person but for the most part like almost everything i've ever written i found that like the person who comes and adds the art and does you know the person who does the art adds stuff it's it's always additional and never subtractive to to my ideas and so I don't feel like there's some divide. I feel I, I really feel like it's more collaborative than people think. I, I feel like there's a sense sometimes that there's a push and pull between art and writing that isn't there. I you know, like I my my feeling is always I finish a script and I hand it off and then it's the artist's book and I'm just excited to see them make it. And when it comes back to be 
re-lettered and reworked and all that. Uh, I'm excited to be able to work on this artist book and it's their vision at that point. And that's, that's how I approach things. And that's always done me well in terms of getting along with people, I think. Yeah, even the huge writers, almost every single one that you work with, they when you start, they're like, hey, if you have anything you want to change, you know, just go for it or let me know and I'll, we can talk about it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, there's nobody out there that's like, just do it, do it my way. Well, there is, but that's super rare. Yeah. They don't, they don't usually stick around very long. I, I mean, I say, I, I think I said this on the podcast before, but like the, I, I write very detailed scripts just because that's how I see them in my head. But I, when I start a project, I always tell the artist, like, look, this is just how I get it out of my head on the paper. And if you are having a lazy day and feel like using this, like, go for it. If you want to just go through and throw all this out and restructure every page the way you see it, every shot, like, go for it. But I do, like, full shot descriptions and, you know, panel panel breakdowns on every panel, which is not always common. But that's how I see it. And I've never been offended when someone throws something out or doesn't do it. I'm always just like, oh, yeah, they thought that was better. Also, across the board, almost all the artists who are working at the levels that, you know, of the big two have a better understanding of a page than I do and a better understanding of not just how to lay out a page and how to navigate panels, but also what they're good at. Yeah. So they're going to know they're going to lean into what they're good at better than I'm going to be able to set that up for them. So for sure. That was a good answer, Matthew Rosenberg. Yeah, I liked it. You're pretty good at this. I, I went answer of the week. I'm going to send myself a nice little package. Okay, nice. <laughs> nice. So just right, sorry, sorry, Ryan. You were so close. <laughs> eat, a, eat a donut. That's what I would do is to reward myself. I wish I had a donut. I don't have a donut. Maybe I'll get a donut. Out of I don't know about donuts, but we do have another question from Cody. It Good says, segment. hello to the Ashcan. Thank you, Ethan. Hello to the Ashcan crew and Ryan Steigman. I've got two questions for the chat. My first question mm-hmm. is about the splash page at the start of Vanish number one. Hmm. Ryan, did you map out the mists of Everkeep or did Donnie just say go wild, make it huge, and you had some fun with it? That's the first. So he's talking about the double. He's talking about the double. Yeah, you can show that. Um, No, Donnie, I think we said something about the giant building in the center and that there were dragons flying around and that it was, you know, misty. That's Makes pretty sense. much it. We we had talked about it, and then you know I did what what I do is I will create a uh, like a vision board, you know, or whatever you want to call it, where I just inspiration, you know, and I, I put them all into a you know on my computer screen, and then I just started drawing. Uh, the uh, you know comic books, like I said, they're produced at breakneck speed, um, and I find that some of the stuff I, sometimes it is more interesting if I just design it as I go. And that's mm. 100% what I did there. So, you know, I, I don't, I, I actually, you know, at some point we'll probably release a, like a script book or put the script in one of the issues. So you can mm. see how much he, he said, but um, a lot of this stuff, you know, we, Donnie came to my office and we, we figured out what we were going to do and it started building in my head at that moment. And then when it came time to draw it, it was just, it was ready to go. And he was like, what does that smell? Yeah. <laughs> he, played, he played the long game. He, he left a, he put an egg somewhere in my office. And it's oh, just that's not a bitch. He's good. Yeah. That's the real scary club. Uh, I noticed the dragons. I didn't notice this before. Um, they're the, they're more of the Asian themed dragons, more mm-hmm. serpentine and mm-hmm. less, um, 
dinosaur dinosaur <laughs> uh what was what was the thought process on that right you don't like john likes no clue why i did that okay <laughs> just uh, that wanted them to i wanted the whole thing to flow you know and those kind of oh those are good flow flowing dragons yeah yeah I like it. They, they they do have a they you can see them more swimming through the mist. Yeah, like it eels. Makes, yeah. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking for you to say that, and you really kind of didn't. But it's fine. Um, was there another Cody, part to the question? Yeah, Cody's got another one. Second question from Cody: What were the influence, influences and vibes you were aiming for with the uniforms that the army of kid wizards wear? I dig the first issue, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the series. Thanks. Uh, again, more. Um more inspiration i just started researching you know like military because because to to me the obviously we wanted you know sort of like wizard cloak type stuff um but at the same time i wanted it to be military gear because that's one of the things about the themes of the book is how fucked up it is that these kids had to fight in an adult's war Mm -hmm. um so I, i i started finding stuff and you know just found some uh, cool, you know, British naval uniforms that had a similar thing on them. And then, you know, we made them black and red just to really like make them severe looking. And, uh, you know, that was, that was pretty much it. it once I saw those, um, you know, those button things on one of those outfits, I knew that it would, it would be cool on our character. Mm, yeah. It's great design. It's really like, it 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 makes sense for when you see it on the kids and then when it becomes a little more like ominous and evil and yeah fascistic it sort of makes that transition naturally it's really clever well thank you yeah no i i it, it was just one of those things where you know you kind of you, you you're trying to find something you're trying to find something interesting to you and then you find it and you're like there it is got it did we have we talked about the sigil where did the sigil come from where you guys were just like a raven it's pretty sweet. uh i i had to i i actually initially so if you if you see the original there's a version of the original page that has a different bird logo on it um and it sucked and uh i did it and then i drew it for a few pages and i was like this this actually sucks and then i said john uh could you make a cool you know Bird. bird thing and he's like yeah of course that's my job and then a few days later he sent me like you know 10 different versions and we picked that one so it's, very, doing. it's a very narrow definition of his job but sure <laughs> john, john, john goes much beyond lettering and uh and mostly it's bird, bird logos yeah <laughs> he does he's he's great he's so good at his job it's, sure. it's crazy yeah we do also have one more. Uh, one it. more came in over on the actual post and the substick says mm. uh, it's from Jordan. How do y'all can't wait to check out the stream? It's happening right now, Jordan. I hope you're watching. If not, it'll still be available to watch. My question for you all would be what issue from any series you worked on do you feel the most proud of and how hard was it to bring to life? Hope you have fun. Can't wait to see what y'all have in store. Cheers. Wow. Um, that's like one of those questions that's really good, but also kind of sucks because you have to think, you have to think really hard. Like you you don't want to just be like, Oh, this issue ran, like you really have to like sort of go through everything. And that's sorry, Jordan, you simultaneously won question of the week and lost. I lost. Damn. It's it's brutal. It's brutal. You have to send something to our sponsors. They're like comics. (laughs) Uh, The, uh, 
favorite thing you favorite issue not favorite series favorite issue favorite issue from anything you've worked on ryan oh okay i'll go with i mean i'm just gonna go with uh vanish number one because are you saying that's just the books no the, the, it's true like so i grew up an image kid sure mm-hmm. that's that was my ultimate goal right like for for the first two years or of my comic book reading life it was only image and then i started branching out like i guess i'll try out this spider-man <laughs> bullshit and i guess i'll try this x-men and then i of course became obsessed with the whole shebang you know because i got a job and i could afford to buy comics um but uh so this is what i've been working towards you know forever is is i wanted to have um this thing that i created um you know and i got to make it with donnie who's you know one of my closest friends and uh I think that it's, you know, the best art that I've done. I think obviously by now issue four is, I probably drew that better than issue one because I'm still improving. Um, But, you know, truly, um, you know, it's kind of a, you know, culmination of all, all this, my, my, you know, 15 year old self when I said, I'm going to do this for a living. This is the thing that I meant that I was going to do for a living, you know? Mm -hmm um that's a good answer that's hard that that is uh a hard to top um <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if i just picked like something awful i was just like oh, mm-hmm. did you read this that's my favorite uh i'm not gonna say an awful book that i wrote although i have written some awful ones because once a kid came to my table and he was like <laughs> asked me about something and i was like oh that's the worst thing i ever wrote and he was like that's the only thing of yours I ever read, and I loved it. And he looked so uh, sad, and then he just walked uh, away. And I was uh, like, oh, okay, don't do that anymore. So don't sad. Sh- don't shit on your own books. You um, think it's exciting, though. If, it, if it's the first thing he read and he loved it, and you think it's the worst one, it's only up from there. That's a good point for him. Yeah. That, that was not his take. His take was, <laughs> his take was like, okay, don't need to do anything else. We have okay. opposite tastes. Which, you know, I think there's merit to that. You know, he probably mm-hmm. was not having a good time uh, with everything else. Maybe he would. I don't know. Uh, my favorite thing I've ever written, man, I really love the the final issue, issue five. There's only five issues, right? Of oh, Four Kids Walking No Bank. I'm trying to remember mm-hmm. there's five issues or six. Now there's five. Uh, for a few reasons. One, because um, it we worked really hard to get to that ending emotionally and that mm-hmm. is like not an easy place to get to where you're like oh this book that's been a comedy is now not a comedy and it feels natural and it feels earned yeah. that it's not funny and that's hard but also the fact of the matter was that like um when we pitched the book around uh we had a publisher who we won't name but who wanted to the book greenlit the book and then was like after the fact was like you have to change the ending you can't do that and um we were like no that's the whole point like this is what we're trying to say like this mm-hmm. is where we're this is where we're going and they were like yep we get it do you can't do that and we were like oh okay then we're not going to do the book here and they didn't believe us that we were taking the book back and it was a very awkward conversation later where they're like what's up with the book and we're like oh it's at a different publisher and they were very not happy with us but uh i think the uh, seeing it come out and having people react to it the way we wanted them for the most part and that means you know people who were mad at us and people who were sad and people who thought it was good and whatever seeing that was really validating in a way of sort of everything that i've worked towards and 
trusting in myself that like yeah. e even when people are like you can't do this thing it's not okay or like that's not going to work to just be like i really believe in this and i want to make it and find out if there are other people who think like i do and then putting it out and seeing that there are is a really incredible feeling yeah um it's sort of an earned uh you know in earned uh, the sense that i belong that that i deserve to have the job that i do is not something that i have a lot but uh moments like that definitely clarify it and make you feel like oh, okay I, I, i'm i'm a writer i can do this for a living <laughs> uh and that's a nice feeling and so that that's probably the one i think about and also tyler just killed it on art and it's a beautiful issue and so um and also weirdly uh that issue in the I, I mentioned this before but that issue in the collected edition is different because we thought the ending didn't quite hit hard enough so we added two pages to the trade and that to me is always funny. So I think back on that and I'm like, yeah, we just fucking changed the end of our book, uh, which maybe counteracts everything I just said about how important it is and how much I love it because I immediately changed it. But <laughs> that feels very on the nose for me too. So, uh, so that was a good question. That, that wasn't as hard a question as I thought. Once Ryan gave a really earnest answer, that I, I pulled it out of me. So good, I, good question. I thought it was a good question. I thought they were great answers. And I think this has been a great live stream um, yeah and i think we're, we've just about come to the end but there's one more really exciting super cool part and that is ethan is going to tell us who has won this week's uh third eye comics sponsor of the show that's right a little surprise goodie i don't care up. about i don't care who wins okay okay well ryan doesn't care well, who wins uh, we've confirmed I, I, with I, you. i Do feel you like care? can i would i of course i care i would just say that I'm actually impressed. All the questions were good. Um, they were pretty good. I was sort of bracing for everyone to sort of uh, send in clunkers. Not a statement against the people who read my newsletter or go to no. the live stream or Ryan's fans. Uh, you yeah. just think that there's going to be clunkers. I've been to enough um, Comic-Con panels to know that sometimes the audience <laughs> is going to ask you shit that you don't want to hear asked. Uh, but this was great. Why, why haven't you put Spider-Man and Mary Jane back together? Why aren't right. they married? Fuck! That's what you guys ask at every panel. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. Best. Well, first of all, let's say worst question of the week: the pizza one, because it just made everybody really mean, especially to me. Yeah. It's, it's a good. It's a. It's a. It's a good question. You couldn't anticipate our bad reaction. Out. Yeah. No so I'm going to say that was worse. But okay. Drum roll. Best question of the week. Here we go. Ryan doesn't care, but we'll all do a drum roll. Ryan's doing it. You just can't tell. Question Ryan's of the doing week something else is there. from. Johnny Perry, because it was a question that encapsulated everybody, and I really liked the answers. And also, it was purely random. I rolled a 20-sided die. So congratulations, Johnny Perry. Very special prize from Third Eye Comics. Yeah. You, we're going to your ad, we're gonna have to get your yes. address, but... We will we'll reach out. We'll um, if, you're, if you're not subscribed to the subject, you should be subscribed to the subject at ashcampress.com. That's how we're going to find you and reach out to you. JLCpress.com. You sign up there. Matthew, uh, <laughs> I just, um, apparently my money's just like siphoning down to Matthew at this point. It's called uh, trickle-down trickle 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, But you can also sign up at klcpress.com to stay up to date on everything Ryan Stegman and Vanish mm. related and his upcoming project, The Schlub, which we will have new information about extremely soon maybe even in the next 24 hours ryan you're excited about it i can tell no not really okay and you should and sign, sign up for both newsletters and if you sign up at ashcampress.com we're gonna send you um vanish issue two mm -hmm. uh for free for that right when it right right this week as soon as it's approved right ryan 
That's interesting. cool. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah. Why not? We're doing it. Just tell Third Eye to send it to whoever. Oh, we're sending mm-hmm. the physical copies to everyone yeah. who subscribes. Every wow. every different every variant cover, all of it. Wow, that's beautiful. Also, I think a great note to end on. You guys are the best. Supple boys for life from Blaze. Definitely not oh. for life, but yeah. Sometimes people show up for us, and I wanna I wanna take a moment for those people. Thank Thanks, you. guys. And that brings us to the end of part two of our discussion with Ryan Stegman. Make sure to follow Ryan on Twitter at Ryan Stegman and check out Vanish as well as everything else we're cooking up for you over at KLC Press at klcpress.com. To get the latest episodes of this podcast, as well as news, giveaways, and even comics delivered straight to your inbox, go to ashcanpress.com and sign up for the newsletter. We'll be back next week with another wonderful guest. And in the meantime, you can write to us at ideasdontbleedpod at gmail.com or tweet to Matthew Rosenberg at ashcanpress on Twitter, me at tales to astonish or Griffin at Griff Sheridan. We'll include some of your correspondence on the show and we'd love to hear what you have to say. And big thanks to Summer People for our theme song, Where's the Poison? Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Where is the poison?